Yo, what's going on? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. This podcast is brought to you by Charm City Paintball, the head game guru himself, Mike, over at Charm City, has been pumping out all kinds of awesome headgear, uh, anywhere from vintage camo to uh, to all kinds of prints. It's like he has a he had a grandma's couch. We called it grandma's couch because it was like a floral uh, pattern, but it was very very cool. Um, he has some uh, some striping work that he's been working on. He just got a brand new uh, vintage camo that I have not seen yet. I still have to go online and check it out, but he says it's pretty cool, and uh, I believe him. But uh, but he makes all of the headgear that uh, that you see a lot of the uh, Chicago aftershock guys wear. Um, also, some uh, some teams down in Florida, they wear his stuff, and he makes all of the uh, pack bands that I have. So um, so make sure you give him a, uh, a shout if you're looking for anything. He does custom stuff as well, uh, and really all of his all of his headgear is a a limited run, usually about ten headbands or less. Um, but he also makes headgear, head wraps, you know. Yeah, I think he just acquired some uh, some white mesh, so he's making some of those. But um, but if you hit him up, Charm City Paintball on Instagram or Facebook, mainly Facebook, I think is what he wants. But um, but make sure you hit him up. Let him know that uh, that Carl from the Playing on Podcast sent you over there to get fancied up. So thank you to Charm City. We are also brought to you by Contract Killer, the uh, the one and only laser dudes that are just killing it in the laser game. I mean, the graphics that they're coming out with is is amazing. Um, these guys have been uh, have been putting out pretty cool laser work for uh, Sam Monville. Um, I believe has some. I don't don't. I, I I'm not sure, but I think Sam is working with them on some laser engraving. Um, but uh, I know some Houston Heat guys. Uh, I know Yeah Yeah has a lot of stuff from them. Uh, there's a lot of teams across the board that have laser engraving. That's that's what's in right now. Uh, check them out. Contract Killer, uh, CKFightLife.com. They have, they also have um, paintball gear from head to toe, jerseys, pads, uh, packs, pants, all kinds of neato stuff. But uh, if you do more than paintball, like let's say jujitsu, uh, they also have gis and rash guards and, and belts and all kinds of uh, cool jiu-jitsu gear. Uh, make sure you check them out, ckfightlife.com. And if you have any questions about the laser engraving or any kind of products or anything like that, you can give Tony a call at 951-219-5045. I wonder how many prank calls that he's gotten so far from <laughs> from me giving out his number. Um, but uh, but give Tony a call, uh, and he will he'll help you out. They're awesome over there. And last but not least, we are brought to you by Planet Eclipse the makers of the CS1, CS1.5, the now CS2, which has, you know, flooded the market. I mean, people are loving these things. One of the things that I like about the CS2 when I did shoot one was that uh, the the grip on the frame was thinner. It was as thin as like an LV or something like that, or even, you know, no 3.5 GO or something like that. They, they slimmed that grip down from the CS1 and uh, it makes a world of difference. I'll, I'll tell you right now, um, but alongside from that, they make this thing called a mechanical ether, which is nasty. It's going to be their new rental marker uh, series that they're coming out with. It's just a little single trigger hinge hinge trigger uh, frame, and I shot it in the ten man uh, a few weeks back, and 
it was like ball on ball, and I had a blast shooting this thing. Make sure you get your hands on one. Um, if you like having fun playing paintball, shooting one ball at a time, uh, like I do, check this thing out. I mean, mechanical tournaments are on the way. They're on their way back. It's it's starting to hit the hit the market. So I don't know exactly if they're out or not. I know some fields are getting some orders in, but uh, but if you get the chance, talk to your field owner, try and shoot one. Those are they are awesome and they're cocker thread too so um throw whatever barrel you want on there um i like the uh, the carbon fiber barrel that uh, planet has shoots perfect it is tits so uh thank you to all of our sponsors uh this episode is with ryan smith the coach and former player of the houston heat paintball team holy shit have they been on a run uh they just won over in france which this podcast I'm going to have to do another one with them. But this podcast was a little bit after they had just won France. And we had actually went back and him and I were watching every point of that mat of the finals match live as we're doing the podcast. It's kind of, you know, we're kind of watching it as it's happening. Um, but we'll have to do another one for Dallas because they just, they just won Dallas. They beat the brakes off of us and, uh, and some other teams out there to, uh, to take home the gold. But uh, congratulations, everybody on Houston Heat. Uh, congrats to Ryan Smith. And uh, I thought this was a really fun po- uh, podcast, and I'm sure you guys are going to like it. So, uh, so give it up for Ryan Smith. All right, man. What's up? Oh, not much. Uh, thank you for having me on, Carl. Appreciate it. I went, ran through your list and saw that you've had some some awesome people on, and I got some big shoes to fill. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man. You're you're uh, you're definitely amongst the uh, the paintball peoples right now. We're watching uh, your guys's your guys's game against the uh, the Impactos in uh, in France right now. We're watching the first match. So so everybody listening, we are we're doing this thing where we're actually watching the footage and we're gonna commentate kind of on our own and uh from from ryan's perspective which i think is pretty cool so um all right so this first point goes out so do you guys have any kind of um any kind of specific game plan that you guys you know roused up for uh for impact themselves um well i tried to go to quick summary i tried to go to the car and watch some of their game really quick and my internet wasn't loading enough so i really didn't get a good chance to Mm -hmm. um but it really just amounted to what i had watched before and kind of trying to pick on one or two guys that I the easiest to pick on you know um, find one guy that we could shoot to increase our odds and go low risk and see how it goes yeah <clears throat> um, with the new bunkers it's just things have gotten crazy so you don't really know from my personal opinion on how things work the the field can go crazy did you guys get a penalty that first uh, that first point the first point we actually had a five on three and we got two penalties and lost <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I believe is what it amounted to. And that's one thing that I struggle with. I, I need to get people to hook me up with a heart rate monitor because I think they would get a kick out of that whenever I'm coaching. <laughs> I'm like, it's like a roller coaster, right? You know what you should wear um, is one of those, uh, you know, those paranormal shows where people are walking through the buildings and they have that chess camera with the GoPro yeah. like sticking way out just at their face. You should just wear that. Oh, yeah. I, they, it, people would get a kick out of it for sure because it goes from like this first point with five on three and we get two penalties and I go from like super excited and everybody was excited to holy fuck what what just happened like <laughs> help me 
Yeah, it, right. it looked like um, it looked like Chad got up in that snake fairly quickly, but I don't know who it was on impact. But um, down that D side, they got in the, to that that home. Uh, what what the hell do we call those race bunkers? Is that what we call them? The race bunkers? Yeah, you can call them the race bunkers and, and mini W, even though the W is not oh, around. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, there's all sorts of names for everything, right? So. <laughs> The race bunker or mini W. Uh, I know both. I think most people do, hopefully. All right. So you know what I'm talking about. But it looks like on that 50 side that he got in there fairly quickly. And uh, it looks like it might have clipped. Was that Yaya that played that tower on that that D side? No, I don't know who it was. I think it was. I'm not sure. It might have been Fedorov. Somebody. I'm not sure who. Or Sam. It could have been. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember. I I have a hard time remembering layouts and remembering like the last match. Thank goodness, <laughs> thank goodness there's film so I can go back and watch it. But uh, I know, I'm taking right? notes. <laughs> yeah, but speaking of Sam, we got two 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 minor penalties at first point, and it deflated us at that moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially in a finals match, that's that's a tough pill to swallow um because you want to set a precedence right you want you want to set this uh this cadence and this this momentum builder in the first point which a lot of, you know all the teams want to try and do and going up you know five on three and getting those penalties that just had to kind of put the winds out of the sails yeah it it totally does and uh that's something i tell our guys like the first point is important for all the kids out there that play paintball the first point's important i believe that the second is ups the first and then the third is like the do or die point, right? Because you either go, <clears throat> you lose one, you can come back and tie it up. Mm-hmm. You lose two, you risk going down three points, or going or vice versa, right? So that third point's really almost the most important out of everything, yeah. To me, because <clears throat> that's when the time crunch happens. Now looks so like the next uh, one, yeah, we're in the, the second. The, point the next right point now. we went a little, yeah, a little riskier as far as running. Um, Definitely got a couple generous bounces, and uh, just just lost the guy. I don't. I really can't. I mean, Chad George played lights out for the most part. He got shot the second point, but it's just you know you get into matches like this on these Sundays. It's there are all grudge matches, and I tell our guys it's like it's 15 minutes of hell because yeah, every little thing is just it's amplified, right? It's magnified as. In the pits, out of the pits, the crowd, just everybody's into it, and, and everything gets amplified. And <clears throat> what is like a Sunday stroll for normal people turns into this bloodbath for two teams. <laughs> and Yeah. Uh, well, lots so on the it's, line. It's I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. A lot, So much is on the line, and you guys are, you know, uh, I mean, you guys as in Impact and, and Heat, I mean, high-level teams high level players, high level teams and and playing in a game like this even though um you know people want to say well it is um and we're watching impact takes a second point but um yeah. you it might be a european event where it's not like the hype isn't really there as as it is for an american event but for us i mean paintball's paintball and and finals sunday paintball is final sunday paintball and uh yeah. and, and there's there's no words really that can explain the mindset and the attitude and you know kind of what goes into these games yeah there's there really isn't anything and it's comparable to i mean any other playoff do we got the nba playoffs right now we got the hockey playoffs right now it's just that's what our sundays are they're just compressed into one day instead of a couple months right 
two yeah. months or whatever the NBA is, and <clears throat> the intensity is there the whole time. It doesn't matter what team you're playing. It's just as competitors, that hype is there. That that level of intensity is there. And so, um, so at this point, what do you? I mean, what do you? saying to everybody in the pits what are you what's kind of the uh what's the approach uh right now i mean you go down right it's this is what i'm talking about as far as the like the third point's the most crucial because you either go down three and you don't have that much time like the time crunch starts to come into effect on a third point it's like okay you kind of have to start mapping out this is what we have to do this is how we have to do it and you don't want to lose that third one because you're going to go down three and that it, it's a more comfortable spot for teams. It's it, yeah. they relax, they get in these spots, they they kill time, and then it's like it changes the whole pace of the game, right? So we should have had the first one, we didn't. That one's on us, right? Mm-hmm. The second one, everybody's kind of still heartbroken as far as moods go. So it's like, man, you know what? And then the third one, it's like, okay, guys, this is a this is a wake up call. Like we got to pull our heads out of our asses and buckle down, otherwise we're going to be embarrassed. And <clears throat> I think that's when. Uh, the the attitude changed and the intensity got brought up a notch and I mean it's on me too as far as who I pick which is tough because you watch two two good points where not much went wrong you don't have much time to make changes right it's you yeah. got to kind of believe in the guys do you spin somebody because they got shot once and you think they're going to be hot and something didn't go your way you got two penalties or do you try to put somebody fresh in for that day for that match that. That is exactly w- why I don't think I would make a good coach. <laughs> just because I, making making those choices, I mean, that's, I mean, not that I couldn't make the choice. It's just, I mean, it is just staggering the things that you have to think about and the trust that you have to put into guys when they might not have had a good, you know, two three points. And it's that oh, man. Well, you know, I believe in you. Go do your job. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's tough. It really, especially when you have ten, right? Most teams cut yeah. back to seven, eight, and seven or eight is is manageable. I mean, we I do it sometimes. I've done it before, and it's it's manageable and it's a little bit easier. But when you got ten, it's like you got everybody's opinion mm-hmm. and everybody trying to give you their opinions. When ultimately it is like it is my decision, and most of the time I need to stick with my gut. And sometimes I get talked out of it. And you regret it. Yeah. And you got to weigh the options and it's tough to do in two minutes. It really is. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think it's different also because I, it's hard for me because I played the game two years ago, a year ago and I see everything that's going on and I have a perfect understanding of it. And it's like, Oh, I just want this to happen. Oh, I just want this to happen. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's hard to just not say, let me go out there and do it. I just want, I just could go do it myself, but <laughs> totally different views from all the players. Right. Yeah, yeah, and 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 we're all adults. I mean, that we're yeah. full-grown men, you know, trying to make these decisions, and you know, you are the one that's in charge of them all. Yeah, and you butt heads, obviously, sometimes. But the biggest thing that we led to um, was going with this third point is the the pace slows down a little bit. I mean, two minutes is off the clock, right, on this third point. So that's when you start getting into those time crunch situations. Impact doesn't feel like they have to move anywhere. And now the pressure's on us to make moves and shoot them, mm-hmm. dig them out of their spots, and and earn that that point. Uh, but all of this led up. I mean, we a quick backstory. We drove to Normandy to Omaha Beach at like three thirty in the morning. Yeah. The day we got there, or the first full day we were there, and I some so of the guys. Went, and uh, it was an awesome experience. Anybody that's ever over there needs to go. 
because it's just feeling like no other. And it was kind of something where it's like, um, I, I just like talked to the guys over there and our guys and I told them, I'm like, man, this is it. Like, this is where, this is where brothers drug each other lifeless or helped each other up this beach, up this cliff and didn't know anything that they were getting into. Mm-hmm. They just knew that they had to go do a, do a job and do a mission. And they believed in one another. And there were some guys, we stood on top of a bunker, a German bunker. And I told them, I'm like, guys came up here one morning and they were crying because they survived. Yeah. There was grown ass men crying because they survived or they lost somebody. And it was the most heart touching and heartfelt and like beautiful places that I've ever been to. Yeah. And I think that, I think that played a big role of motivation as far as guys digging it out as like, Hey man, you know what? You, you're down, but you're never out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Keep exactly. going. So that was, that was the, uh, the grit and the grit and the, the, the force behind it. But obviously with that too, everybody gets lucky a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. In paintball, man, luck, luck has a, uh, there's a lot of paintballs flying in the air. So, oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, you gotta have some luck quick, uh, just running back to the, cause I want to go back to the Normandy thing, but, uh, this third point looks like, uh, you guys pretty much held out. Chad made a really good move, a very patient move into the snake, uh, all the way down to the 50 and I believe shot Dalton or somebody who was in over on that side of the field and then, uh, caught a couple guys quick and now he's in the corner. Is yeah, there was a one-on-one good a couple of trades and then it came down to a two on one. Um, Nick ran around and I don't know who he shot off the, the Dorito side to make it a two on with, with Chad, but Chad took off running cause he didn't see anybody looking at him and, uh, He's Nick had missed him. Yeah, yeah. Nick had missed him and he bunkered. I believe it was Keith out of the corner <clears throat> and then started breaking some paint, got in a one on one with Nick and, uh, spoiler alert, he ends up bunkering him out of the back <laughs> center <laughs> It was it, and it was one of those spots where all Nick had to do was kind of protect the buzzer, and he, I mean, obviously he knows that now, but he made some oh. some good moves and got himself in a great position, and but he just for some reason looked. I mean, that's part of that luck deal, right? Is for some reason Nick decided to look that way, and Chad decided to run the other way, and it worked out. And I, nothing against Chad, it's like it was a great heads up move by him, but you know sometimes it involves it involves a little bit of luck and. He happened to be fast, and sneaky, <laughs> and quiet. Yeah, and I, and I believe so much intuition too. You know, as as far as um, uh, experience and and an overall really really good great paintball player goes, is you know on those gut feelings when it's you know your brain and your gut says, hey, you should go. Uh, yeah. it's, you should probably go, and it's one of those things where just you know, yeah, Nick was looking the the opposite way, and uh, Chad chose the right way to go down, and uh, worked out in his favor. Yeah, and you you're fast too. You know, I see you get up and go all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you you make it to spots. That's our game plan every every time we play shock is to shoot Carl. It makes paintball fun, man. That's that's just that's for me. That's that's what makes paintball fun is being able to make spots, make shots. And I gotta find a third rhyme for that to make like some kind of chant that I can say. <laughs> yeah, so it's a. Uh... I mean, that was a crucial point, right? That gets you back in the game. We were, I mean. It was huge, what, especially to win it that way. Five minutes, that was a five-minute point. Yeah. So if we were down three and we had three more five-minute points we had to win, and we wouldn't have been able to do it because there was 12 minutes on the clock. So yeah. the fact that Chad and the other guys were able to pull that out is like it gives you that breath of fresh air, that life. It, everybody can kind of breathe and take a deep breath and be like, you know what, okay, 
this shock of the first couple points, even though everybody's professionals and been in this spot spot before, they they won't tell you that they get that nervous or they won't tell you the pressure's there. But I mean, deep down it is. You you get points like that and it's like, okay, you know what, we can do this. Let's Yeah. Let's go out there and do it again. Well, yeah, and and the way that he won it, I mean, that's the biggest thing f- for me. I think was the was kind of the the turning point was not only winning the point, but the way he won it was it makes it makes it ten times better. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just like okay, you know what? If he can do that, we gotta go. We gotta go pull double duty for him now. You know, that mm-hmm. it, it gets everybody's like, you know what? Chad can do it. We can do it. The next person can do it. We can do it. It's it's yeah. It's just special motivation that you get with playing for somebody for so long <laughs> yeah now uh with this point it looks like you uh you decided to risk chad to go out to that uh that aztec uh, was that a hard lane to shoot going out there on that no, snake side that aztec on the snake side was makeable 100 percent. if you just dig it out it was i mean a guy had to step off the box to shoot but if anybody did that he's more than likely getting shot and it wasn't even a wasn't even a hundred percent uh, kill if you did that <clears throat> he just came out a little too greedy as far as uh overexing himself on a battle heads up with keith and yeah got got for that one i mean that that happens like i can't <clears throat> if that happens occasionally as a coach for one person in a match i can't get mad at him because they, i think that they learn <clears throat> at this level they know and they learn and they're harder on themselves than i could be right yeah, I mean that's that's a big thing too. Uh, being a coach and a, a former player, you know when you made a mistake, and yeah. you don't need to be reminded that you made a mistake. All it could take, like with Bruno, there's plenty of times where I make some stupid some stupid moves um, where I didn't really think it all too well, and all he needs to do is give me this look, and and pretty much letting me know that I know that I made a mistake, and that he yeah. knows that I made a mistake, and that's 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 all it takes, but. Um, so you guys lose this, uh, this fourth point. Um, yeah. but, uh, but I, I have to assume that morale is still up. I mean, there's they're still, and I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously in a, in a pro match like this, morale is going to be high. Uh, but, but it, I mean, that wasn't really a convincing win. They kind of went down the Doritos a little bit. Uh, Chad won a, a gunfight heads up. Somebody's got to lose a gunfight. Um, yeah. and it just so happened to be Chad and, uh, and Keith won that one. But, uh, but it looks like as far as breakouts go, I mean, no one's really dropping off the break. You guys are you guys are staying alive. So is uh, so is Heat. Yeah, we were. Um, we were. E- I'm sorry. So is Impact. Or, yeah, we were even, or I would say even for most of the time. Occasionally we were up a body. I mean, the yeah. first point we were up too. Um, yeah, yeah. So we were even with them the whole time, and that's something that we talked about after with the guys when we're all sitting there having beers, right? It's like we kind of. I mean, it sounds bad, but in a sense, impact blew it a little, a little more than we wanted. Chad made great moves, guys made great moves, and we won it. But there was also points where impact blew it just as much. Mm-hmm. So it's a combination. Like it's that luck thing, right? It's one guy looks the wrong way. It's a miscommunication on one team's part. We have the spirit to keep going, and we're even with them, but we're just making a little worse decisions later in the game on those gun battles or overextending a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> So I feel like everybody's carrying so much paint. Yeah, that's they went to unlimited paint, and I hate unlimited paint. No oh. offense. I mean, I'm gonna get ridiculed for that one, but limited paint, four tubes, and a hopper is would be. Dude, I've been preaching absolutely perfect 
four yeah four pods and a hopper i have been yeah. m4 pod and a hopper that's yeah. what i've been trying to preach i think that's perfect a perfect number um i think with the way the fields are and there's always going to be bounce shots there's always going to be this always going to be that but if you only have four pods on you you're not going to waste two pods on a it bounce gives shot. you the yeah it gives you the opportunity to have a full-on breakout where everybody can rip their gun no no problem for a mm-hmm. good little bit it gives you the option shoot the occasional bounce shot if you feel confident in it yeah and then it cuts down that middle half of shooting 10 tubes or somebody shooting that's a little dramatic somebody shooting six tubes at one lane it's like okay now you right. got one one or two to do it mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. yeah i even think it should go to 15 balls a second cap semi-auto so you actually yeah. have to walk the trigger to hold somebody in with a with a volume of paint instead of just one finger ramping down the yeah, side yeah i See, I don't know about 15. I would like semi-auto, but I think it should be capped at a lower speed than what it is now because I personally like the edge of you hear that you hear how slow the gun is, and you know that people placed that ball there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love that. watching. I love watching hopper games, hopper one-on-ones, and stuff like that. Just yeah, the tick, 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 tick. Everybody's. I get on edge, and I'm like, okay, who's gonna get who? And then boom. And, the crowd goes nuts. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, last weekend, uh, and actually the weekend before last where we had that mechanical 10-man tournament, um, yeah. I was shooting that uh, that Etha mechanical. Yeah. That's Oh, my God. That thing is that thing is awesome. It's supposed to be a rental marker, but yeah. it is ball-on-ball, ball, super smooth. The hinge trigger on there is amazing, and uh, I that was the most – the most fun I had playing just throw together paintball in a really long time. Yeah, I uh, funny you talk about that because I played Ryan Brand. They took one out from Alex's shop, mm-hmm. and I played him in some one on ones before practice on Sunday. We played best two out of three, and I used the uh, the Shocker CVO, which is very similar. Yeah, and yeah, they shot like it was fun. It Dude, was those a blast. Are, oh, those are so much fun, and everybody's on edge watching. Like we have, <laughs> we've got the. X Factor guys yelling their call like before the point starts, like their disco and every mm-hmm. everybody's calls that they <laughs> disco, have, and all yeah. the guys are like laughing at us and wearing shorts and t-shirts and like no headgear and two tubes and everybody's like that everybody was into it and it was it was a good time. But yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's just knowing that people place those shots there. I think that's a part of the game, right? Oh yeah. I I mean it's um it it's one of those ones. It's like how I explain semi-auto. I mean, it's you know, every one of those balls that are shot are are meant to be where you put them. Are meant to be where you know when they're shot. And uh, yeah, I was trying to convince Bruno to let me shoot it at the tournament uh, in Dallas, but he he wasn't having it. But yeah, I don't even know so if it's the, legal. <laughs> the fifth point we we won. Um, Fedorov was supposed to be on the snake side with. Uh, Chad, but ended up having to fill to the Dorito. We had a rough time with our Dorito side that tournament. I mean, they were just getting impact had a really strong Dorito side and kind of tore ours up and mm-hmm. Fedorov filled around and ended up picking up some slack over there. And uh, Chad came down the snake again. That was a grinder and point. He, he was just, yeah, it was. And he was, I think we were down that point, bodies. But Chad, I mean, Chad definitely came in clutch mm-hmm. for this tournament. And it's, it's one of those things too. You watch as he runs down the field, the impact guys buzz it. I mean, and Chad, people buzz it. You either buzz it for two reasons: you want to save time, or you're trying to force the other team to be winded or gassed, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's something that uh, Chad being in great physical condition and the Russians and Ronnie, <coughs> we have 
we have the ability that if you do want to buzz it, like it's not going to affect us physically. Yeah. So like they buzz it and he sprints back in. Well, I think when they see that, they're like, shit, we, you know, you kind of buzz it to hope that you gas him, but he's going to go run back in there and he's going to come back in. He's in there with fire. Chad comes in with fire. Everybody comes in with fire. Mm-hmm. Like get me loaded back up, get me out there. And, uh, I think that's another positive thing that happens is just them being in the great physical shape where it's like, bring it on, bitch. But <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the, the quicker, I don't want to say the quicker, but I mean, about a minute in between points, I still have the adrenaline rush from the point previous to that. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. So I, I hate, I hate the long time in between points or matches or anything like that. It just, yeah, there's a, such a dull. So one thing I did here was the six point coming up. I don't know if I Ryan played the one before, but I put more head in to try to get a little power down that Dorito side mm-hmm. and, uh, Took Yaya. Well, I might have done it at the point before. Took Yaya out of that snake side with Chad. He was playing good over there, but that he was getting kills before, and you know that's something you weigh out. Is like a guy shoots somebody off the break consistently. It's like that's awesome, and then he plays good. But when he stops doing that, it's like, do you hope that he picks it up, or do you try to do a change? And thankfully, this was a high-scoring match, so you have chances to make decisions and try things. But right. in those three to two games or two to one games or three to one games you just it almost eats the coach more than anything because it's like what do you what do you do what do you risk mm-hmm. which uh, yeah. is always a tough decision <clears throat> yeah absolutely and it i mean it looks like you guys were making it down to that uh down to that 150 on the d side but uh yeah just couldn't really stay alive from that from that bunker yeah couldn't capitalize i guess necessarily would be the best the best thing too right is you can get to these great spots and Nothing like that brings me to. I talk about it with Uprising all the time. Their Uprising is great at getting to great spots. Yeah. But then they just get shot out of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean it to rag on them. Like, I hope they listen to it and improve on it because they're like, it, when we practice them, they get to these awesome spots and it challenges us, right? It challenges us to go get them or figure out how to live while they're in them. But come to tournaments, they, they're losing these overtime, all their matches in overtime with one point. Mm hmm. And it's like, man, you guys are in all the spots. You just die out. So that's yeah. one thing we struggled with with here was, I mean, that point we won convincingly, um, shooting people off the break and going up the middle with Sergey and sending Ryan down the Dorito side. Yeah, I was going to say uh, that one worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's you got you to gotta be able to capitalize. You say it all the time. You got to be able to get to your spot, come up, know your shot, and make it count. Yeah. Yeah, and if you know, you can't waste in the in the pro league. You can't waste time. Uh, you know, if you hesitate, if you second guess yourself, uh, if you if you're trying to shoot a guy who doesn't know you're there, and you come out and you miss those two shots, and now he knows you're there, you probably just screwed yourself. I mean, yeah, and you're lucky if you get him, but otherwise, it's like, man, great, blew that one, and I think everybody knows that feeling. <laughs> but that is the difference. You're right. It's being able to hit those first two or three balls. Mm-hmm. When you shoot at somebody is is crucial when you only have that half of a two when you're in that fifty bunker. But um that that one I did put I put Sergey up the middle. So one thing I mean I don't want to give away all my secrets, but <laughs> I tried to I try to mix stuff up in the middle as much as I can because you know it's really easy to watch teams do one game plan over and over again and they work. Right. But like the same same time as like I win two points doing the same thing 
well, they're going to go adjust to that. So now I might have to go out on a limb and make an adjustment myself and say, you know what, I think we can get away with this. They're going to, I think they might be shooting here. Let's take a gamble and go somewhere else. Right. Which sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but it'll throw them for a loop. And we, I know we did that against firm and I talked with Marky, their coach from Manchester firm about that. He's like, Oh, well we did this. We got up two points. And then how did you fix it? I was like, because I figured you'd do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Right. People, the human nature is to do what tend to do what works. So point number seven, uh, pretty conservative breakout. You guys double up that back center, uh, send Chad short to that can, uh, it looks like, well, yeah. did you send uh, Ryan to D1, and did he get shot off the break? Yeah, I think so. Which I don't think he got shot going to Dorito 1 very much, but I believe if that's Nick in the middle, he was probably the one that did it. Um, but it's kind of one of those things. I don't know if Impact had to start with 4 this point, or if they started with... I think they had to start down a, point, a body 1 point. Yeah, it says it this might one be they this started 5. Point. Yeah, then I guess it wasn't this one. But, um, I mean, on this field, you can play four on five. It's tough, but I think every field's tough to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, did, I really think they might have started, but I guess they started with five. But, yeah, we lost Ryan, and, uh, I mean, being trapped in this back center definitely wasn't the best option. <laughs> yeah. But Mies got out, so you just hope that one of the guys fills. But it was kind of something where, yeah, go con- a little conservative and, play it out and see what happens. I mean, there was two minutes left. And, oh, that was Federoff uh, moving up the middle, taking out yeah, uh, Laval and staying alive. Got, yeah, I think he got penalty here. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, he got – no, he didn't. But he took out two, one, two. He might have shot yeah, two. Two or three. Yeah. <clears throat> and this was uh, – That was a that's huge point. That's the one to put us up, but <laughs> this field we tried a couple things in practice for hold place, and this field was like it was the weirdest thing. I wanted to believe that you could hold it because we did it a couple times, but mm. when it came down to crunch time, it, the best way to hold was to go at them. And I kind of I I I fucked that one up on my part as far as trying to set up a good play. So obviously we went to overtime and uh. So is that uh, so? It, this next point, um, I mean, is that what you were trying to do? Was did, you know, did you not have the confidence in your hold play? So that's why you decided to go at him. No, the next point, I think I tried to run the hold play, and I don't think it worked. There's, we had a tough time. I I talked to Chad. I talked to a couple of people about it, and we tweaked a couple of different things all the time because we tried it in the prelims, and we couldn't really get it to work. It was like going to that Aztec. Um, and the can and the Dorito one, and I think it was just kind of like the back U shape of bunk. I don't I don't know how you describe it, but V. I mean, it's the pocket on this one was extended because of how you would shoot off the brake some. Right. But it was just it was it was a weird field where you could you could just go if you went at somebody you couldn't really stop them too easy. That's what it looks like. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, trees in the way. On this one, up yeah, the and because because of that big brick on the Dorito side, if you made it out, right, you could go all the way down uncontested. Oh, a couple guys across the field could contest you, but nothing. I mean, if you move and if you're quick, like Keith or Dalton or <clears throat> any of those guys on Impact, mm-hmm. you, you can jump through those gaps. And Rainey played lights out too. I mean, like 
he had a great tournament. He saved him a lot. I don't know how his pack stays on his ass. Like I Dude, feel like no, he should it, fall to his knees every single time. Yeah. It yeah. Oh, they put more time on the clock there. Did they? Yeah. They just put like a yeah, it said like fifty something, and then it went to like a minute and ten. Oh, they that did. Must, did did you even realize that? <laughs> no, that must have been the webcast because I don't think they did that with us. <laughs> That's probably the real time. But um, <clears throat> yeah, and another thing that Chad said that I didn't realize in during the match was uh, every time he went to the snake corner, we won the point just about. So in oh, overtime, okay. I had it written up for one of them to go snake corner, and then oh, we got a penalty it looks like yeah, it looked like Fedorov got a penalty in that corner i don't know if he got one yeah. filling out or or what yeah and so i had him written down actually to go to the corner and then in our overtime point and then i erased it and he walked away kind of and then came back and he's like whoa, whoa, whoa every time i go to the corner like we win the point so i'm like is that what you're feeling that's a big thing that i ask our guys like mm-hmm. i go what are you feeling because to me, if you ask your players what they want, they see the difference in paint, the difference in lanes, what they can do, what they think they can survive, right? Yeah. Oh, that's the point where Mishka ran out of paint. Is that's that what, what it, was? it was? Mishka ran out of paint and Rainey buzzed it. Mishka had no paint in his loader. Oh, jeez. Um, and Ryan, somebody, I think it was Ryan on the Dorito side, missed him when he was running through. So that's how it got tied up. Because we had two dudes alive that should have shot him. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of blown on our part. Um, but I believe that if I co- go approach a guy, it's like, hey, listen, you're going to run wide this point on the Dorito side. What are you feeling? What do you want? You've gone there two points in a row, corner, Dorito one, and I let them mix it up and keep track of that because I can't keep track of 10 guys, right? So I, I trust them to keep track of that <laughs> and go where they feel confident because I feel if – if a guy feels confident in where he's going to go, it increases his chance mm-hmm. of making it there alive, which is the, the oddest thing in the world. I don't know <laughs> why I do this, but it's just like for some reason over the years, just seeing it was like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make it there. You kind of doubt yourself, and then it's like, boom, you get shot. Whereas like, you know what? I'm going to make it there. I'm going to do it. For some reason, there's that extra like oomph <clears throat> and drive behind a person, and I think they make it there more times. It could be a total bogus, but it makes makes me feel good and makes them more well more yeah confident. i mean a uh you know a positive mindset like that is i mean you're in a happier mood when you think happy thoughts yeah so i mean it and i think about it all the time it's but i don't try to overthink it right because if i overthink yeah. it then i'm thinking about it too much and now i'm uh you know oh what should i do after i get there and, you know after i make it or should i you know do this or that like no 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 no, just get there yeah just, just get there it's, that's part of the battle is getting there. I tell our guys, get there, stay alive for 15 seconds. Yeah. Like, then go from there, talk to the guy next to you, work with the guy next to you, and you'll get where you need to go and how you need to do it. <laughs> but, yeah, so now we, I mean, we go to overtime. Well, we make him play the 12 seconds. I was going to say, I, was it, I mean, because we're looking at a 4-3 score. I was like, you what? You guys weren't. Well, they weren't yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll tick it on. It's four to four. They forgot a score, just like they messed up the time. But uh, <laughs> I like obviously. I mean, some teams will roll it if it's the end of a match. You roll it. But I told our other five guys to go play it, and I picked like I picked a line that I wanted to play overtime, and then I told the other five guys to just go out there and play it mm-hmm. because it gives me two minutes, two more minutes of time in between games. 
to make a solid, comfortable game plan that everybody understands and everybody's on the same page to go out there and execute. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a good strategy. I mean, uh, the only thing that is sketchy with these last, you know, 15 second points, even 20 second points is the, um, you know, the penalties, you know, the refs, the refs. I mean, they're the ones that are in charge of these matches, especially ones that are tied, uh, possibly going into overtime unless something crazy happens. Yeah. So I told our guys, they like asked me where to go. I go, don't run anywhere far and don't do anything stupid. That's a good idea. And go to the closest bunker. Words of double wisdom. Up back <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, if you think it's close, it's 12 seconds. It's going to take them seven, six or seven to run down here. Mm-hmm. So you, if you just stay alive for five, you'll be okay. If anything's close, just call yourself out or ask for a check or hide. Like, you don't, you don't really have to shoot your gun. They don't plan on coming at you. Yeah. I mean, Dave's, Dave's a smart coach, right? Dave's a super smart guy. All those guys on impact are smart. They realize chances – of you actually making it to the other side with 12 seconds is slim to none. Right. So we're both kind of on the same page. It's like, you know what? We're going to send the dudes out there and we're just going to, we're going to be able to make a game plan like, and have a good overtime point. Yeah. So, and there was also a review done. They did a, they used a little review thing to review rainy because Ryan was shooting at him and Mishka just ran around the bunker and didn't have any pain, I guess. So they just wanted to make sure that rainy didn't get shot uh, before he buzzed it, which I was watching and I knew that, he didn't get shot. I don't, I don't even know if he got hit. He might've, but it was after he buzzed it. So that was kind of a blown last point on our part, Mm. which was a bummer, but I always make it harder for yourself. Hate it. (laughs) So is, uh, so is nine seconds left on the clock? Is that the true time? I don't. I think if it's under 10 seconds, it should be ran off. Yeah. The only reason, yeah, it's you, I think the rule is you have to ask. If somebody says no, you have to then, say please. Then yeah, I think if somebody says no, we want to play it. You have to play it. I think it should be after. If there's under five, you should roll it off because I don't think Mouse can make it down the field in five seconds. Yeah. And when are you gonna race him? Dude, I'm old. I don't. I don't need I, to race anybody. That's that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I've I've done my fair share of racing throughout the years. I'm. I don't need to prove anything. If he is the fastest guy, that's great. If if I'm the fastest, I don't give a shit. I really don't. Like it's just like one of these things where, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, you should race Mouse. You should race." I'm like, "Dude, I'm if I'm over 30 years old, I'm done racing." Yeah. That's it. I like I don't because for me, I know what's going to happen is that like I'm going to run my ass off. It's going to be close. And I'm either going to pull something or I'm going to fall down and break a wrist or something That's stupid fair. like that. Like, it's it's not worth it to me. No. So, no, I understand that. But, I mean, it, it, I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe, I don't know. We'll nah, see. don't worry about it. I think I think everybody just likes talking about it because it keeps the hype in between I know. when I'm downtime, right? <laughs> I enjoy watching it. <laughs> if I was, uh... no, I don't really want to. I don't know. It's and it's not that I'm a, I'm I'm afraid. Like if if I were to lose, that is no sweat off my back. That's, uh, like none. No. It is no. It's no title that I've ever given myself. It, it was always yeah. you know oh you know Carl the fastest man in paintball or this or that this or that. I was I was never parading around like I'm the fucking fastest player in paintball. I I've, <laughs> I have always said if anybody 
because uh, there's like something on PB Nation that comes up whenever somebody Googles me or whatever. They always say, oh, you're the fastest man in paintball. I said, I'm one of the fastest in paintball. That's what, I, that's what I've always said. Or I would yeah. say I'm the fastest dad in paintball. But, <laughs> there you go. Hey, Thomas might take offense to that one. You be careful. <laughs> that's all right. Did you hear what happened at the, at the 10 man thing? Now I heard punches were flying oh, and people were getting shot up close and it didn't look too good. I haven't seen, I mean, I saw the video, which is like, oh, it's out of control. <laughs> well, but, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get into that. Let's let's, this is the overtime point. So. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like Impact plays pretty damn conservative on this one. They have two in the back center. They have a guy in Dorito one, um, a guy in the Aztec, and then on the D side. And then you have just Keith in the uh, – oh, shit. Yeah, you sent Chad to the corner. So you guys made it wide. I mean, you guys have the yeah, advantage Chad right now. Chad made it wide. <clears throat> Fedorov went under. Oh. It's, uh, yeah, but he got shot. When he looked out there, it wasn't Keith that shot him. It, I don't think. Back it, center I think maybe? he got shot on the outside. I think he got shot on the outside of him because not many people can see it, but there was a wicked bounce shot that would come off of that cake into that uh, yeah, I, that I, Aztec, and it killed a lot of people. <clears throat> and so that is flaws. probably what, what got shot by somebody and hit Fedorov. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, like Keith went – it was just back in – like the rest of the match, I mean, back and forth, back and forth, right? Luckily, Sergey was able to get up the middle and pick a couple guys off and <clears throat> look around and cause havoc. One thing I didn't do was play him a lot up there off the go because it's if a guy ran straight up there, you could shoot him if you knew he was going there. So it's like kind of we did that, I think, to Nick. We shot him twice going up there. And it seemed like a pretty easy was, trade out if, uh, if, uh, if he did get up there. Yeah, and I had told our guys, I'm like, listen, we can send guys straight up there, but I think it's risky. And this is where JC actually yelled that Sergey was at Godzilla, which is what we call that middle bunker. Right. So he bunkered out Ryan, and he knew Sergey was there. But for some reason, he darted into that bunker and looked the Dorito way. What? And just, yeah, he called that Sergey. He right before he made that move, he called Godzilla, which is their call too. Godzilla, Godzilla, right. bunkered Ryan and stayed that way and didn't turn to shoot him. And uh, that hurt him big time. He came back in. Dave told me he came back in, and he was like, "Man, I'm sorry, guys. I blew that." This was a wicked exchange. Rainey had an awesome move. Um, but luckily, Sergey got a ball on him. I was gonna say if a different oh, ball game. If yeah, if Rainey, Rainey would have stayed there. alive, it would have been completely different. Yeah, Rainey snuck up there unnoticed. Nobody knew he was right in front of Sergey, and people were like, Sergey's shot was pretty ridiculous. But the fact that Rainey knew exactly where to shoot his ball, like mm -hmm. Rainey had the snapshot right. Sergey's already out. He turns his gun and shoots, but Rainey came out and shot one ball and snapshot him. And that was when I was like, wow, that was an incredible shot by both of them. And I freaked out because I just thought Sergey had died. Yeah. But I saw Rainey walk off, and I was like, well, that's like – if Chad wouldn't have won this right here, um, Rainey probably would have been the MVP right. of the tournament because he had he played lights out. <clears throat> so why do you think Chad stayed in the corner for so long? I mean, because it was only Laval in the Dorito corner, and then Rainey was kind of just playing more Dorito side center than anything. I think it was um I think it was containment and him being the only person on that side really yeah. and truly is like you made the corner it's a great spot you shot Keith it's called what we call 100 which is nobody left mm -hmm. um it was just kind of keeping containment making sure nobody filled out that way to contest him and hope that Sergey can go to work or somebody on the Dorito side could go to work but I mean JC made that move canceled out Ryan was in the 50 so and then he, yeah, he wins it. 
That was a but nasty uh, shot. I think it was just I think it was I think it was the calculation of Ryan being in the fifty. He's like letting Ryan go to work some, protecting it, making sure that nobody swings around and comes in bunkers. Uh, Sergey from the snake side, so just staying alive. It's just it's yeah, just staying alive and and protecting your your side of the field, right? You did the hard work of shooting everybody out off your side protect it now you don't necessarily have to go fly down heads first especially in the snake because it's scary as soon as you put your gun down and you run inside into the snake somebody takes off and fills out and all that work you just did is now kind of wasted right yeah especially if they see you for sure yeah man yeah. that's crazy that's that was that, that was a cool way to win i mean that that uh you can see it in the in the webcast too. break right on his on yeah, foregrip or his wrist or whatever it was so and just start throwing them up and having a good time where is your where's your silver hard hat uh that is somewhere in my apartment here did you retire I don't know it? where yeah i retired it. it it is too much it protected my head a lot which was really nice because i got shot in the head like every practice <laughs> at least once yeah so I, I don't have that but uh i just got tired of carrying it around <laughs> yeah it's easier easier to carry a headband around and New year, find a new motivation. But I don't have one yet. But I need to find one. So what did you it was just, just what something... did you just hand him? Oh, uh, it was Chad George. Yeah, you you uh, handed him like a play or something. It was it, yeah. So it was um the plays like of when I scout teams. Uh-huh. We were joking before. Uh, I like when we played the Martin Luthers or the ML Kings. We call them the Martin Luthers. <laughs> um, I crumpled it up and I like threw it away. I put it in my pocket and we were joking. I got this fishbowl. Nobody can see it on this, but I got this fishbowl on my coffee table that I have like nothing in. Yeah. And he's like, dude, every time we beat a team on Sunday, you should just crumple them up and like put them somewhere. So I was telling him I was going to put them in this fishbowl. So like we won the the first match and then um, we won the second one and I crumpled that up and I kept it in my pocket. And then we won that one, and I was like, "He's." We came up with that story, and I go, "Oh, well, this one's like this one's yours to crumple up." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I got this." He's like, "Yeah." I love those little insight. I saw it happen, and I, I just, I, I'm so curious about those little inside things. Yeah, that so it was, just, it was just like the check. It was like checking a box, right? It's yep. like done, 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 and it's like, you know what, dude? I'm not crumpling this one up. That one's on you. You earned that one. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> give me that thing!" Boom. He was stoked. He threw it back at me. But I didn't end up bringing them home. I left them in the rental car. <laughs> so. so this is a this is a big win for you guys. Um, how? Uh, forgive my ignorance, but how'd you guys fare at uh, at Vegas? Vegas? I don't know if it was like how many teams going. We didn't make it past the first round, so I don't know if we ended up like. Is it still top eight? It's top ten. I don't know what we ended up. I mean, we didn't make it past the first round because we played X Factor. And mm-hmm. they got us pretty good. We got a bad, bad repertoire of playing them first and not winning. Um, they're a good team, great team, but we we didn't make it past the first first round in Vegas, and uh, it was just like uh, I think we got to this event. I kind of told everybody, I'm like, listen, guys, you know, everybody wants to kind of not necessarily point the finger, but they want to suggest things in a not so nice manner, right? Right. Yeah, especially when they're not doing and playing the best that they can be playing. So I told the guys, I go, listen, for this one tournament, worry about yourself. Like if I know you want to point the finger and give suggestions to people, but go out there and do the best job that you can do in your spot. 
mm-hmm. and trust that the guy next to you is going to do that. And I think that was probably the difference between Vegas and here. Yeah, is uh, was that, and so hopefully we can keep it up. But you know, it's I mean, it's tough. You get to Sundays; it's always tough. And Vegas, we just didn't we didn't come out with any desire or passion in that X Factor match, and we got down, and then I made some bad decisions as far as trying to run. But it was like <clears throat> they were chopping us up everywhere. We get shot and are out of our bunkers, being short. So it's like, man, what do you what do you do? Yeah. So I think everybody took it to heart. Like, whew. Well, and, I mean, uh, it's you. You have those tournaments, right? You have those games. You have those tournaments. You have those moments when you feel like, you know, like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I mean, what am literally like? What am I doing? As far as the tournament goes, these these plays or these moves that I'm making, and then you you play tournaments like this, and you go, oh yeah. This is this is why I do this. This is why I'm yeah. playing. Yeah, and uh, so it, I think everybody just rolled that over, and they they didn't want that feeling again. So they decided to step it up and win the first in XL Europe. <laughs> nice, dude. It's all right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm gonna talk to you a little bit more about. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. Um, well, this layout is chaotic. Oh, I love it, dude. I love it. It's uh. it's gnarly. It's very confusing. Um, I I like it, but it's just it's in. I can't even describe it. <laughs> so it's it'll be. I think it's going to be great to watch. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, you'll see some wild plays, especially from people like you. No. You can't ever keep track of on paper. You're like, this guy was over here, but then he's over here, and he started on the snake side of the box, and he ended up at the Doritos. It's, you know, this is a cool field. You can't shoot. It's hard to shoot people off the break. So mm-hmm. it's, it'll. It's <laughs> the center's chaotic. It's. I think it's great. I mean, that part of it's new bunkers, and I love the new bunkers. I don't even get to play on them, but I love watching. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's 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 a night and day difference. It's definitely more seven man esque. Um, mm-hmm. And the only thing that I would complain about, uh, as far as the field goes, is I wish it was more of like seven man size. Uh, because when I feel like when the bunkers get, when we have the new, at least with the new bunkers now, I feel like now there's twice as many bounce shots wherever you go. Yeah, and that is just a killer for, uh, I guess, literally everybody playing yeah. or watching. Yeah, and there's some pretty gnarly ones on this one, as I'm sure people have figured out. <clears throat> I don't really like talking about them because I hate them so much that I know that they're there, but I try to just pretend that they're not. And like, you, but you have to use them. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, <coughs> uh, it sucks so bad, but if you don't utilize something that is right there and other people yeah. are, it's uh, it's devastating. Yeah. So we had a couple. Sorry. <laughs> We it's, had we it's had a late. Couple, it's all right. Yeah, we had a couple um, couple hiccups with it at X Factor when we practiced them this past weekend, where we just they were doing a better job of shooting it than us, which we would shoot it just as much as they would sometimes, and we were just getting hit first. Yeah, <laughs> which is for it's horrible. It's like, what do you do? What do you do when the guy's just getting? I mean, yeah, there's skill involved, but it's like he's just getting more lucky than you. 
Yeah, yeah. The one that actually bounced off of the bunker and didn't break on it ended up getting close enough to you where it, it you know, yeah, hit you and bre- breaks. And it's just oh, it's so, so frustrating. Then, so I was glad because then you like you got to find ways around them. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, the bounce shots are I just hate them. That's why I go to limited paint. People get angry when I talk about limited paint, but it's like let the boys play, right? <laughs> it's so. I mean it. I don't know, understand why people get so mad at it. It's like, I, I enjoy shooting my gun, uh, you know, yeah. but I enjoy watching those one or two balls, like, break on somebody when that's all I intended to shoot. And yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, there's so much more satisfaction for me shooting somebody like that than eventually shooting somebody's pack in the corner that you can only see you know about this much of and you just throw about a hopper and a half over there and eventually one finds a home and it's like yeah. oh that, that that was fun i guess i at least got them with you know the pot and a half full of paint but yeah so dude, i don't right know i mean like seven man size fields they're okay to me <clears throat> i played seven man some it didn't i'm not for against it uh one thing our, our guys talk about is like they need to in the high bounce shot areas on the fields they need to stick some skateboard grip tape on it mm-hmm. on the bunker so that it like it can't bounce yeah right? that it will it will break so if there's one that's like obviously you have small ones that people might shoot from time to time and get lucky but <clears throat> like on this one you'd shoot on the snake side basically shoot any bunker in front of the next one they're bouncing close yeah yeah. Um, or whatever Ryan Greenspan's was that he posted about is like if you stuck a big patch there mm-hmm. of grip tape, it would hit it and it wouldn't bounce and it would be on the outside so it wouldn't affect anybody's barrel or scratch it up. Like it just it would make it so that you had to play that heads up and see the intentional gun battle. <clears throat> have you guys tried the grip tape? Nope, it, we have. No, we have not tried. I don't know if it even stick to the bunkers. That's the issue. Yeah. But I I mean they got glue that hold the bunkers together. They could stick some on there. <laughs> yeah, just make every single bunker hard edges. Yeah. Just put something in there to solidify the side. I don't know, yeah. maybe there would be I don't know, like maybe a slip cover. But... Yeah. I always said that like and I think that gets into a whole other topic, but like bunkers wear out and they break, right? So I think somebody needs to make like a neoprene slip cover. So that if the bunker, if the tie breaks down on the cover, you can buy a hundred dollar cover instead of having to buy a whole new bunker, mm-hmm. or like a a twenty dollar cover instead of having to buy a whole new bunker. You just gave <laughs> so, somebody an idea. You should go do it now. Do it now before somebody takes the idea. I'm not doing it. I hope somebody does it because I will go play at their field wherever they are, and I will be stoked because they have condoms all over their bunkers, and they're smart people, <laughs> and they protect their investment. Like it is, it would be, and then you could put a texture on it so that it wouldn't. Even neoprene. I don't think neoprene would have enough. Well, maybe it would. I don't know. I mean, somebody have to it do does. it. And the nice thing too is like you could maybe wash them. You know, you keep your bunkers a little bit cleaner. Uh, if it breaks and it's a, it might not the bunker might not look so dirty and runny. It's mm. something absorb it a little bit and kind of let it run through the backside. So, I don't know. I think there's <clears throat> lots of different things that can happen in the bunker game for problems to be fixed. But I think either limiting paint or or fixing the bunkers would eliminate bounce shots. Um, and uh, field size, I like the longer fields kind of. 
I don't know. I don't know if you go longer or wider. I've never. I don't think I've played in enough different scenarios to try it. Yeah. Or let's say anything, not to try it, but to to like have a consensus about that. Have you seen the? Um, I think it was on Instagram, but it was this whole one on pro one on one thing where it's just all the mini Aztecs in this gridded form on a square field, and it's just a one on one. No, I've never seen that, but that that sounds like fun. It I don't I, well I don't know if it's like a, a hoax or whatever it is, but uh, I saw pictures of it. And I think Archie played in it against greenspan or something like that but i i thought it was a real deal and then i clicked on it and then it was like it had like 10 followers so I, was like, eh, I don't know if this is real it'd be fun to watch i just jealous because i can't really stand behind an aztec too well it's a little harder for me than those guys height wise you can do it you You're can good. do it it's just, get tiny no no yeah i can do it it's just you know, RG, like Malloy, Archie, Chad George, those guys are all like perfect paintball size. Yeah. They can jump they can jump over the medium sized bunkers, but they can also just stand behind them too. Yeah, that's true. Like I can jump Carl, I can jump over a can and shoot somebody. That yeah? That what are you, like six three, six two? Like six uh five twelve is what we'll call it. Five twelve. <laughs> you're not six but, you're you're taller than six foot. I'm I'm five eleven. Six foot, maybe six one. I, you're six one. But yeah, I mean, I've jumped over a cannon shot Tim Montrester twice, one Ooh, practice. Calling him out. No, he he'll he'll even talk to you about it. He after I did it, he came to me. He's like, I if I ever play you in another one on one, I'm doing nothing but shooting over the top of every bunker. Because <laughs> it was the first time we played Europe and we were practicing impact, and I got in a one on one, and for some reason I jumped over and I shot two balls and. They, they both hit him oh. right in the face. And he's like, no, who does that? He's like, I wasn't, I didn't even go in because nobody can shoot those accurate. And then it <laughs> happened again over another bunker. And he's like, are you kidding me? Twice in one day. I go, that's just bad <laughs> luck on your part. That's not, that's not skill. It's just bad luck. Yeah. But, so, uh, uh, so why coach? I mean, what, what, what motivated you or, or kind of took you in the direction of, uh, of taking over the coaching role in the team? Yeah, so I get that question a lot, obviously, because I'm the youngest on the team. That was my last question. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> youngest on the team I'm coaching. Uh, I just, I mean, every most people know, or if they don't know now, they will. My dad owns the team, but I'm not the kid that holds that above people's head. Like, my dad owns the team. I should just get to play every point. Well, you quit like, the I team. Am. Did, yeah, did, I did. You, I, yeah. yeah, I did quit the team. It was just, it was kind of button heads. I mean, it's being part of family and I was like, you know what? I need a break. And so I played for VCK for a year and I love all those dudes. And like now the AC Dallas guys, John and Fuzz and TJ, the guy, Mitch, Nico, Devin. I mean, I got to, I played with those guys and, uh, I just, I didn't get to play a lot. You surround yourself with superstars mm-hmm. and my dad's like, we're going to make this great team. We're going to win. We're going to do this. And it's like, that's great. And you win and you do it all. And then after a while, you're like, I'm not playing as much as I want to play. And so it was just like, you know what? <clears throat> I quit, came back, and then stuff just really hadn't changed much. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, I just, Sam ended up coaching and he didn't want to coach. So I was like, you know what? Like, I don't get to play a lot. I can at least have uh, an outcome on every game. I can have an impact on every point that's played, right? Whether I'm on the field or not, I have a say and I can feel like I'm doing something other than loading up Fedorov's pack 
with seven tubes with all of his tabs turned. Like at one point, I could tell you how everybody wanted their pad, their their tabs turned on their packs in the pits. Yeah, as, as much as you know, anybody go, well, you got to do what you got to do for the team. Like, yeah, I understand that, but there's a point where it's like, yeah, I want to fucking play. I'm, yeah, that's why I'm and, doing this. And I, the one tournament I played good in Nashville when we won, when it was there, the one year, um, I was playing up the middle and I was doing a great job. I had at practice, I had like some people come up to me and say, you're playing really good. And it feels good when you have that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the semifinals, I think it was, I like came out of the back center and I slipped on a big, the rest had piled up a big group of paintballs with rakes <laughs> and I slipped on that. And like, I felt something kind of like tweak the wrong way and almost like get close, really close to making a big pop. Yeah. And I just, I tore my hamstring, uh, not like completely torn it, but hurt it enough to where the next point I went out there and I did the same thing. Right. I like went to take off up the middle and I was like, Oh no, like I can't run. And so that was like, if I would have made it through the finals and that, and I was stoked because I wanted to play Damien in the finals. I always talked to him all the time. Like I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you how to play the middle one time. And I finally got my opportunity, and <laughs> it was blown. But um, So, and I was supposed to run with the Bulls like two weeks after that. So, I didn't even get to do that. <laughs> oh, man. But that was like the that was the point where it was I was kind of bummed because that would have been, I think, I would have gotten noticed, and I would have got to play more. And I was playing a lot, and then that happened and kind of got back into the downward spiral of not playing as much as I wanted. Mm-hmm. which is greedy, right? Because everybody wants to play, but it wasn't as much as I wanted. So I was like, if Sam really misses playing, and I I like people and I enjoy coaching, like I coach my brothers, my little brother's football team. When he was little, I'd help coach for community service hours, enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I can I can have a say, whether these guys listen to me or not, I can have a say in every point. And at practice, I can feel like I'm doing something. And so that's that's basically why. Yeah, and, and uh, you I gotta have confidence it. in yourself too. I mean, that's yeah. uh, that's a big thing. Confidence in yourself in in your decision making, um, and you have to not necessarily demand respect, but more or less, you know, come off with that uh, that that confidence in yourself yeah. to where people, the guys on the team, will go, "Yeah, I do trust him." Um, yeah, and that's tough because they've all been playing almost longer than I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> right like Miska, i don't know Miska's in probably like his 20th year playing now jesus christ that's so, crazy mishka has been playing pro longer than i've been playing paintball i'm pretty sure what how, how so, old are you i'm 25 25 he's 34 35 really so, yeah i don't know when he started man let's see i i started in like 2002 started playing pro in 2004 I don't even think Sergey's played a divisional tournament in the U.S. He just came straight over playing pro. Yeah, I remember what video, I think it was a Jawbreaker video that um, that Maddie was like, "Remember this kid?" And you know he was in a Russians, the old school Russians jersey and everything, yeah. and he had the leopard print, probably the same damn leopard print headgear on that he still wears. And probably. Uh, yeah. So that's yeah. I mean. So it is, it is, I mean, you said it right. It is, you kind of do have to demand respect, like, because it's, I, I understand it. I don't doubt them at all, but I try to keep it simple and I hope that they trust me. And I think sometimes they do and sometimes they doubt me, which is in anything, right? 
Oh yeah. And I see it and I see it as it's a good experience and a good learning curve to try to become a little bit of a leader. <laughs> and that's tough to do. It's yeah. tough for everybody to do. So I'm working on it. We'll see. No man, it's doing good. You're uh you're doing great. And yeah. I you know, I, I think that's a uh I think that's a good place to end it. Um I, I think you know, I, I think that win for you guys was uh obviously watching it. I I watched it before, um, but watching with you and kind of the mindset and everything you guys had and um kind of what you went through was you guys played your asses off. I mean Yeah, they they did. They did. I can't be prouder of them. Um, even though sometimes they probably don't feel like that at practice, <laughs> but you can't, I mean, when you end the day like that, you can't be proud of everybody and everybody comes back to compliment me and say nice things to me. But it's like, you know, dude, I just, it, Chad George said, did they, you just try to put them where you can to make them, everybody succeed. Right. And yeah. it happened. Yeah. So, well, congrats, man. And, uh, I would love to talk to you at the, at the end of the year, kind of do like a recap thing. And, yeah, um, for sure. And we're playing each other in Dallas, so yeah, we are. So I can't give too many secrets away. Ooh, it's gonna be spicy. Just know we're gunning for you, Carl. Ugh, dude, that's old news, man. I feel like everybody is always like, "Oh, how'd you get shot?" I'm like, "I don't know. Maybe there was two or three guns on me." I'm like, whenever I yeah. go to a sign. <laughs> yeah, I'm. No, I I'm not much of a shit talker. I wish I was because I'm it's terrible. fun. Yeah, but I'm bad at it. I I like everybody. I, I smile too much. I like having fun too much. Yeah. Like, like I'm serious about it. I'm not like sitting in there joking around. No, but I, you, you have the intensity, but you do it because you love it. And I think everybody, I think everybody in it does because it's not like we're getting paid millions here. Not even getting paid that much. You're getting paid less than the average person. I know. Right. But I feel like every once in a while, like <laughs> every once in a while I'll like say something, uh, as I, as we're like passing on the snake side, I'll try and like I'll pick somebody out and I'll say yeah. something. Probably, probably they're probably like fucking dumb dumb. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but right. I'm excited. I'm excited to play you guys. I'm always excited to play aftershock because you never know what you're gonna get. I know it's gonna be good, man. And we had a we had a really really good practice last weekend. I think we really uh, really dissected the field, and um, fuck, it's gonna be sweet, man. My wits against your physical ability. Is that what you're saying here? Bring it home. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll send, I'll send a couple guys after you. Maybe I think I might switch myself back to a player just so I can come out and play at one point, I guess. Let's you. go, man. I'll show you how to Set, play. Settle it on the court. <laughs> Sweet, man. Well, uh, if I don't talk to you until then, safe travels. And um, and I can't. I don't really want to say good luck, but. Sounds good. Thank hope you. Hope you guys you do too. well. <laughs> you too. But, you know, we can both make it on the Sunday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, see, so you know what? If you just let us beat you, you can go in second seed, and it's good. I can't. Yeah, nah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Notice how I said, "Just let us." Not that we're gonna earn it or anything. You just let <laughs> us do it, dude. I'm tired of losing in overtime so much, dude. Like last year, we lost five, oh. five or six or whatever some overtime matches. I'm I'm so tired to be on the shit end of the stick on that, and like yeah. this. I don't know, man. Something clicked. You know, I'm not trying to predict anything. I don't like to, uh, but but what we've been waiting for to like click and kind of happen and bring everybody on the same page. The 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 rookies from last year, with having adding packs and adding Ninos and yeah. finding that right mix. Uh, I think we're we're right on the uh, right on the cusp. That's awesome. I mean, that's good to hear. I like it because I like to see competition grow. 
Absolutely, dude. Okay. Just paintball in general is fun, and and playing at the top level against uh, you know guys like yourself who I'm friends with, and and being able to, no matter what happens, when we're in line at the handshake, we both smile and you know yeah. shake hands and hug each other and be like, man, this, this is fucking great. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, like I said, safe travels, and we will see you shit this weekend. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Soon in a couple of days. Oh yeah. Take care, bud. You too. Bye. Thank you. Later. Thank you, Ryan, for sitting down and chatting with me. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, I had a great time. I thought it was a super fun podcast. I I like doing those. I, th- I feel like I should do uh, one of those after every event with, uh, with a winning team member um, where we watch the event, and whether it be a coach or with a player or something and just kind of watch point by point and then see kind of what's going on through their head and, and the mental state you know and physical state of, of what's happening in a finals match because it's very hard to describe I mean you're in the moment things are tense um, you know senses are heightened so but but it was fun it was, it was it was an awesome time so thank you and congrats again to uh, Houston Heat and Ryan Smith uh, this podcast again let's thank you our to our sponsors charm city paintball uh like i said he makes some of the best headgear in the game uh if you guys have any questions or looking for some custom headgear make sure you hit him up on facebook uh he's also on instagram but mostly through facebook uh so thank you to uh, mike over at charm city also by uh brought to you by contract killer ckfightlife.com like i said they have awesome laser engraving and they will work with you they'll do some custom work um if you have an idea they'll work off of that and uh great group of guys awesome company uh ckfightlife.com and like i said if you if you have any questions about anything uh especially the laser engraving or uh or jujitsu keys or anything like that make sure you give tony a call 951-219-5045 or just you know prank call him and you know tell him i sent you over there so so thank you to uh contract killer and last but not least again i said that i keep saying that damn thing we are brought to you by another episode is brought to you by planet eclipse uh the makers of the lv1 series lv1 every 1.5 the cs1 cs1.5 and everybody loves the geo 3.5 and the old geo series but you know what i've noticed is on all of those Everybody takes the grips off. I didn't mind the grips when they came. You know, the old school egos and geos, they didn't have, they were straight metal, flesh to metal. That's all it was. And then they started introducing the the, uh, the grips. I never had an issue with them, but people take them off. It's whatever. Now the grips are getting more integrated into the frames and everything. Uh, they're a lot harder to clean. Um, if, if you if you want to personally know my issue with the grips is they're just, they, they're a pain in the ass to clean. Uh, because I like taking my grips off, toothbrushing them, taking a little tiny jeweler's flathead screwdriver and getting all the dirt and the gunk inside of there and taking it out. But that's just me. I like deep clean all of my shit whenever I take it apart. Uh, but anyway, Planet Eclipse, they make some awesome markers and gear. Uh, like I said, they also have soft goods and gear bags. I love their gear bags. Uh, very, very good. Um, I've used them for years on end. Uh, I especially like the compact one that they have now where it's... Um, you can put clothes on top and you zipper that half off and then you have all your gear in the in the bottom side that's the one i use um so make sure you check them out planeteclips.com 
Uh, thank you again to all of our sponsors and to everybody listening. If you guys have any questions, even about Carbon Gear, um, they sponsor the podcast. I got to do the ads in the next one. But if you guys have any questions about the Carbon Gear, give me a shout. You get 10% off if you use the promo code TPOP over at CarbonPaintball.com. Um, if you guys have any questions about uh, you know team sponsorships or anything like that, give me a holler and um, and I'll help you out. But thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, and thank you to everybody listening. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, I hope everybody is having an awesome time. I hope your team did well in Dallas. I know this is kind of a, a later podcast, but um, I'm going to start pumping these out. Uh, I'm going to do one here. I think tomorrow uh, will be the Q&A. So if you guys submitted some questions, thank you so much. I'll be answering those tomorrow. I was thinking about doing doing it live, but I'm getting ready to go on vacation. So maybe I'll do it out there. I'll probably do it tomorrow morning. I've, my brain is so smush right now. But um, uh, but thank you guys for listening. I really greatly appreciate it. And uh, and please do me a favor. Do not text and drive. Listen to podcasts. And, uh, and it'll make everybody's life, including yours, way, way, way better. You're not good at it. I'm not good at it. So let's just let's just not do it. It's going to be – it's a good thing. It's a good thing that you don't do it. Believe me. But, uh, but thank you to everybody out there. I greatly appreciate it. And we will see you again here soon on the Playing On Podcast. Peace.